Hello, everyone. This is Rich Sports Talk. Sports Talk worth a million, and I'm your host, Nolan Rich. Thank you so much for joining us on the program today. Part one of the New York Giants offseason has been quite the success. Dave Gelman has went out and spent a bunch of money in free agency to shore up some of the weak points on the roster, including going out and signing James Bradbury, the cornerback, Deion Lewis at running back, Cameron Fleming, among others. And this has been a very good offseason so far, but one of the other key factors for the New York Giants will be the upcoming 2020 draft. With multiple draft picks, especially a bunch on day three, the New York Giants still have a lot of holes to fill in order to keep pace with the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles in this division. So without further ado, this is Rich Sports Talks, New York Giants 7-Round Mock Draft 2.0. In the first round, I have the Giants getting Isaiah Simmons, the outside linebacker out of Clemson. Now, I had this in my last one as well, and while I do see a couple different scenarios with the Giants actually trading back to the sixth or the fifth pick with teams looking to get quarterbacks, I do still believe that no matter what they do, they will end up with Simmons, and this is a great find because Simmons is a jackknife. He could do everything. He played everything from safety to slot corner, as well as playing the outside linebacker position. He might not be a traditional, just pure edge rusher in this draft, even though he has the speed to clearly be one, but he's a guy that can line up all over the field in whatever sub packages the Giants need. If they need an extra corner, he can do that. If they need a safety in the box to play the run, he can do that. If they need a guy to patrol the middle of the field at the middle linebacker position, he can do that. If he needs to come off the edge, guess what? He can do that. All things considered, when the Giants can get the number two defensive player in the entire draft with a chance of getting more draft capital, and on top of that, getting a guy that can play over the field, this is a great find for the Giants and a great defensive player that will make an immediate impact. In the second round, I have them taking Cesar Ruiz, the center from Michigan. Now, I know what you're thinking. This is just a weird kind of pick. The Giants already have a center, but they could upgrade this position. And let's look at it. The two key pieces on the offense... Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones. This is a pick that will benefit both of them. Rez is the best center in this entire draft. He's big, he's strong, he can move around. He was a high-rated prospect at the position. He came out of high school with a lot to show in college, and he did just that. He's been a monster at Michigan in both pass protection, run block. He's agile enough to get outside. He could be a polling center. He will be a day-one starter, and this is a guy that, if everything breaks right, could eventually be a Pro Bowl center, something that the Giants haven't had in a very long time. And considering that the New York Giants have basically been kind of just patchworking the offensive line over the last couple of years, getting a guy that they could build around at the center position, one of the key offensive line positions, and getting a guy that could potentially be a starter for the next decade for their young quarterback and young running back is invaluable. In the third round, I have the Giants going with Curtis Weaver, the edge rusher out of Boise State. He's a very good pass rusher, and even though he'll most likely be a situational pass rusher because he's not that big of a build and he's not really a great athlete for the run, he is a highly productive sack guy. This guy had 13.5 sacks last year. In three years, he's averaged over 11 sacks per year at Boise State. The Giants woefully need help at the pass rush position in that 3-4 scheme, and Weaver can do just that. Even though he might just be a situational pass rusher, he still was a highly productive player in college. At Boise State, he took away 13.5 sacks last year and averaged over 11 sacks per season with the Boise State Broncos. And look... Look, he's not that traditional burner off the edge, but what he doesn't have as an athlete, he makes up with great footwork, great technique, and great hands. This is a kid that has a lot of tools in that toolbox. He can beat you a variety of different ways, incredibly smart. This is a very good football player. Getting him in the third round and getting a guy that can come in and be crucial on third downs is invaluable, especially to a secondary that has struggled over the past couple of seasons. 
In the fourth round, I have them going back to Clemson to get Kayvon Wallace the safety. I had them getting him in this slot in the last draft, and I still have him here. Versatile safety. He can play the run. He can play the nickel. can move all around the field. Big physical safety. Now he could work on his pass coverage, but can immediately be an impact in the run game. I understand they're looking for a little bit more cover safety, but this is a great athlete in the fourth round. And just coming in, making an impact in the run game and playing slot corner could be huge. And then working on those ball skills to make him a more pass cover safety could make him into a valuable starter down the road. In the fifth round, I have him going to Ohio State, getting Ben Victor, the wide receiver. Big kid, six foot four, ran a four six forty at the combine. Not a big volume guy at Ohio State, but he was a playmaker. He could stretch the field. And look, Daniel Jones is a good arm. He's going to want to stretch the field, and this could be a guy he could get a good rapport with, especially being young. I understand it will be difficult with the lack of OTAs, but this is still a kid with a lot of upside. And for a young quarterback, you want playmakers, and this is a kid that can stretch the field and make big plays in an offense. In the sixth round, I have them going with Mike Onwenu, the guard out of Michigan. Road grading offensive guard, play with Ruiz at Michigan. There's a lot of chemistry between these two. I think it'd be good to have them work together. Now, I don't see him being a starter right away, but this is a developmental player. He's been highly durable, played 13 games each of the last two seasons. He's not a great mauler, so he might not be great in the run game, but he's a very good pass-blocking guard. Now, I don't think he's got the footwork to kick out to left tackle, but I do believe if you work with him and you groom him, he could be a good starter down the road, especially for a group that's starting to get a little bit long in the tooth. Getting a good developmental project this year with one of the multiple picks they have is a very smart decision. In the seventh round, the New York Giants have four picks, so I'll get through these four players now. In the first slot, I have Dijon Scooter-Harris, the linebacker out of Arkansas. Led the teams in tackles over the last three seasons. Very good in-the-box middle linebacker. Doesn't really fit as a great pass coverage middle linebacker, but he fits the 3-4 scheme. He's that good inside strong side linebacker. Can bring him in on running downs. And he will cover even though he's not the best athlete. Just a good workhorse. A kid that can come and make tackles. And look, this is a defense. You're just looking for good depth. And this is a kid that can come in, give you some good depth in the middle of that linebacking core, and, of course, play special teams. In the seventh round, I have them taking DeMarcus AC, the cornerback out of Missouri. Like him, tall press corner, six foot one, more of a developmental player, good athlete. Didn't have a lot of production at Missouri, but I do see a lot of potential with this kid. He fits the scheme that they're trying to do. He's a big, tall corner on the outside. And sometimes with these cornerbacks, if you get them in the right scheme, they can flourish better in the pros. And I do believe that they're looking for guys that can come and compete. He adds to the depth chart. He could be a gunner on special teams, but you can bring him in to compete for a roster spot and address one of the positions you're trying to upgrade. And they've already done this offseason, but I still think it's a position of intrigue for the Giants. Then I have Big Blue going with Cameron Clark, the offensive tackle out of Charlotte. Think about this. How many players are voted team MVP for playing only eight games. Let me ask you this. How many of them are the offensive tackle on that team? This is a kid he played a lot of left tackle, and while I do think he's fitted better for guard at the position in the NFL, this is still a guy that was very good in pass blocking in college. He has some of the technique. He's had a lot of reps in the college, which I think will be crucial. This is one thing we're not talking about. You can't really get a lot of guys that missed a lot of games over the last couple of years because you're not going to have OTAs. You need guys that are up to speed and have the reps. So getting a kid that had the reps in college, 
to be a vital backup, can switch over to left tackle if you need someone to fill in, can play inside the guard positions. You need to build some depth. And right now with the Giants, two of these late-round offensive line picks could be the good developmental pieces that you don't use this year, but there could develop into starters down the road, and you just get good depth of the offensive line to protect your franchise quarterback. And at number seven, Juwan Johnson, the wide receiver out of Oregon. A calf injury cost him playing time during the 2019 season, but he still finished with 30 receptions for over 400 yards and four touchdowns. Once again, you add another weapon, you add depth to the wide receiver position, you get a kid that can return kicks, you get a kid that can contribute on special teams, and really, I think the Giants in free agency did a very nice job. They filled the biggest holes with some very good pieces, and this draft, especially the back end of the draft, even though they're filled at the top end with good players, it's about building good depth at key positions. It's building good depth on the defense where they needed it, where they were thin last year. And it's about getting guys who could develop on the offensive line. Might not make an impact this year, but think about it. this offensive line starting to get old. It could be a good developmental time for this team to get some good young offensive line talent, see you sticks, and see what these guys could, can contribute for the long run, and most importantly, you get depth at a key position to protect your franchise, which is right now Daniel Jones, and then second, Saquon Barkley. And that's our list. Who would you like to see the New York Giants take on draft night? I would love to hear from you. Please comment below and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of our latest NFL draft content and, of course, the latest on the New York Giants here. So go ahead and click that subscribe button. Once again, Giants, would love to see where do you want to see the Giants focus on? Do you want to see them focus on defense? Do you want to see them focus on the offensive line? Also, with all this draft capital, do you want to see them trade up? Maybe get a second first round pick by trading that second round pickup. Would love to get your feedback. Once again, make sure to comment and subscribe. But until next time, this is Nolan Rich. And this is Rich Sports Talk.